artist spotlight we have today's director producer writer stasia crawford how you doing stasia i'm doing well thank you for having me um okay. i spent about nine years in new york city and then 12 in los angeles and i've been in atlanta you know on and off for about three years because i travel so much for work but i i would say i've, I've truly called atlanta home for about a year now okay um so i've always been an actor ever since i was little um, and always been a writer as, as long as I can remember. And when I was in my 20s, living in New York City, struggling, um, I decided that I didn't, I didn't, I wanted to have more say so in my own career. So I decided to start writing and producing myself. And um, I really didn't know what I was doing. I just had faith and I, you know, jumped into the fire. And that's, that's the best way to learn, right? Like you're going right. to learn something new on every film set that you're in. I, I had such a creative side that I wanted to exercise. And I, I, I did it for the, for the love, honestly. I, you know, I was still working side jobs here and there. Um, so I would produce anything I could possibly get my hands on. Got it. Um, you know, just from helping friends out to, it would just start growing. Because what happens is when you love something so much, you start... You know, when, you, when you're good at something, you tell everyone, but when you're great at it, they tell you. And so <laughs> I love that. this, this is a, um, this is a business of, um, relationships and it's not, oh, sorry. It's not about who, you know, it's about who knows you. And the best way for people to know you is again, do your job, do it well, keep your mouth shut, be respectful, be kind. Mm -hmm. And I find that the more that I started doing that and really loving what I was doing, the more, um, my phone would ring. I did about like nine films in a row. Um, uh, most of my films have ended up on like Hallmark or Lifetime through through a, um, a, a production company that I was freelancing with. Mm -hmm. And then I, 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 um, I started getting really, I, I felt myself wanting to do something else, something more creative because producing, there's so many vast terms to producing, mm -hmm. but it really is. It's about keeping the film on time, on budget, making sure that nobody gets hurt in any way, shape or form. And I felt myself yearning for the creative process a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so the, the company I was with gave me, um, they said, okay, you want to direct then, um, uh, go, go make a short film. So I, Came up with the money myself. I wrote it. I produced it. I directed it. Nice. I wasn't going to star in it. I had someone else cast, but she ended up getting pregnant at the last second. It was so sick. So <laughs> I ended up just jumping in and acting in it. And, um, and, and, and what it did is it, it showed the studio, um, you know, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then how can you ask anybody Amen. to invest in you? Amen. Got you. So you have to take, and if that means saving up, you know, using your savings and doing that short film and, and it works, it, it worked for me. Um, so slowly I had a, a director photographer, a, a very, very dear friend of mine who's very successful, um, went to them unbeknownst to me and said, you, you need, you should really be having her, um, do more as a director. And then that started my directing career and I haven't looked back. Producing your first film and directing on your own. What did that teach you and how has that affected you and all of the bigger things you've been able to do with Hallmark and Netflix going forward? Like I said, 
everything. Every time I step on set, I learn something new. So when I come to it with the understanding, like, I know what I want. I know, I know my vision, mm -hmm. but being open to collaborate because really it's such a collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, you learn something new. Mm -hmm. So for me doing it myself, listen, you got to fall down. Everyone's going to fall down. Yeah. You might as well fall down and skin your knees on something that yeah. is on the lower end that you can learn those lessons and say, Hmm, didn't know that can happen. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> and moving on. Um, and it gives you a sense of, it, it really does give you a, a sense of, um, ownership, but not, I don't mean that in an ego way. I mean it in a way that really, um, for you to look at your craft and look at your story and what you're bringing, um, to the world and, um, and, and, and making your own personal mark. Um, I'm at the point now where I can watch a TV series and I'm, I, I don't, I, I, I fast forward through the opening credits cause I don't want to know who's directed it. <laughs> and I can see by the end I can, or, you know, within the first few minutes, I can say, Oh, a woman directed this or oh, a man directed this or, Oh, this, I bet you anything. This is the same director that directed the pilot episode because we all have a very, we all have fingerprints. Right. And, um, I want, I want that for myself. I want somebody to watch one of my films and say, that's a Stacia Crawford film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can deal with, did you take any of your producer skills or things that you've learned oh, is yeah. that into directing? Oh yes. I think that that's what, what makes me such a great director is, um, mm -hmm. and I say that again, not with ego, with, with confidence. I, mm -hmm. I know that I was put on this earth to do this. Mm -hmm. um, I know how, I know actors processes because I've studied as an actor. I've studied in all forms as an actor. So I can get on set and go, okay, I know exactly how this guy prepares. I know how that person does. And so then my job as a director is to understand what their process is. And then I approach them in a way that's, that they're going to hear it. Um, and hopefully give me the best performance that they can possibly do. Um, so that is the creative side, but then all my years of producing where I know every number, I know what every piece of equipment costs. I know, I know contracts inside and out that helps me as a director because I can say things like, Oh, I would really love an 18 K, but you know what? Can't really afford an 18 K. So let's go ahead and go with this lighting system and let's, you know, it's because I'm, I'm constantly thinking of the production as, as a, um, a collaboration and a, as a marriage. Mm -hmm. So I understand that I go in asking for what I want. That's my job as a director, but I understand, I understand what it means from the other side when you, when you go into overtime or when you push for a piece of equipment, that's going to sit on a truck and never be used where that money could have been used towards something else. Right, right. And I think a lot of directors don't haven't had the luxury or the experience of, I don't know if it's a luxury of, of coming from the number side to really understand that side. Mm -hmm. But to me, there's more of a difference between between feature films mm -hmm. made for TV and, and TV episodes. Okay. That's more, there's more of a difference there. There's, you know, there's a formula for everybody, but there's not, there's not, it's like, how does, you know, how do people make spaghetti sauce? Everyone, you know, there's a slight variation of mm -hmm. it. Not every two, you know, not every single person makes it the exact same way. Mm -hmm. um, I follow a formula 
that has worked for me, mm-hmm. um, but it might not necessarily work for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty reticent to give advice. All I can do is, is share with people what has worked for me and it may not work for them mm-hmm. or the things that didn't work for me might very well work for them. So I think again, it's, it comes down to finding what your, what your, um, contribution is to it and, and how it, you can make it work for yourself. Uh, how do you handle issues mm-hmm. on set that are nothing to do with kind of making this t- show great, but you've got to handle them anyway, but still keep the, the morale and energy of the set and the crew, but you have this problem with this actor or this DP that's just not getting it. How do you handle those issues and still get the actual project complete? And that's a very, very, very good question. Um, so I think that you just have to be especially if you're in a management position, if you're a producer, director, writer, you know, lead actor, mm-hmm. you have to be able to go with the flow. Um, but also, I, I mean, I can't stress this enough. You, you got to remove the ego. Right. And, and there's a, there's a subtlety to being kind and listening. And as actors, that's our job is to listen, right? As directors, that's my job to listen, to direct, but also to listen to what you're giving me, mm-hmm. you know, producers listen to problems. So I think it's, it's a matter of, and there are times, believe me, I've had many a phone call, not many, but I've had one or two phone calls with my manager. Where I'm like, I hate this. I'm never doing it again. And you just, you realize it starts with you, right? Like it starts at the top and it, and it trickles down. So the more, the more you can have pep talks with yourself and however you do that, whether it's, um, uh, meditating or go to yoga or having 15 minutes by yourself, you know, sitting in the car when you get to set. Mm-hmm. However it is for you, I think it's just really important to find out where that line is between where your creative vision is mm-hmm. and know what you want mm-hmm. as a director. Mm-hmm. But also, I always, I leave this much space mm-hmm. of the stage mm-hmm for my DP or my actors to bring, because it's not, it's a, again, it's about collaboration. Mm-hmm. So I just think being really, just really, really aware of your contribution, not only to the craft, but to other people on set is so vital. Mm. This is a, um, an industry of relationships right. and reputations, and right. you cannot live down a bad reputation. You just can't. Mm. So just remember that, you know, you're only as good as your last day. And if your last day was screaming and yelling at somebody for no reason, then <laughs> that's what, that's, what's going to, you know, yeah. follow you. We have a job to do and we have to deliver on time and on budget, but we're making movies. <laughs> That's right. Are you motivated by story and a vision or an idea that you want to put out? Um, you know, if you'd asked me this at 25, I would have said, I want an Academy Award. I want to run a studio. Now I want to, I want to make movies that touch people. I mm-hmm. want to make, you know, I want to do, you know, what's that saying? How do you measure success? It's right. doing what you want, when you want, how you want, with whom you want. And so that's how I want to live my life. Would an Academy Award be great? Of course. But that's mm-hmm. not like my goals are not. I just want to make movies who want to make movies with me. Years. Like mm-hmm. I put me in a room with filmmakers mm-hmm. and I am like, whoa, this is incredible because you feed off of each other and you want 
you know, water seeks its own level. Mm -hmm. So you rise mm -hmm. as, as a group and there's so much work out there. Like there's, there's so much to go around. There's no, there's no reason to be competitive or right. cutthroat or stepping on people. I mean, it's just, there's, there's so much to go around. And I feel like when you, when you, um, you know, it's either right for you or not, that's it. Different goal at the end of that. So sure. I think it's okay to constantly, um, to, to kind of, do it and then figure out if that's where you want to be or if you want to grow. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just think it's individual. So that's the kind of movie maker I want to be remembered as, as someone who, who had a vision, but, um, you know, brought a different light to things or, or told, told a story that's memorable. Right. Right. I had it tougher when I was younger. We didn't have, if you want to make a movie, you had to make it on, you know, super 16, I think was the lowest, um, yeah, <laughs> that's old I am. Um, so really until like, I think the red camera was one of the first cameras that came out that, you know, the, um, uh, that you could, that you could actually see the footage mm -hmm. on set. And, and nowadays, I mean, you can make a movie on the phone. Like there's, mm. there's a million and one excuses why you won't do it, but really there's no excuse. There's, if you truly want to make a movie my my soul sister or soul brother mm -hmm. is my dp there you go okay. and it gets to the point i now i am a preparer so mm -hmm. because i believe the more that listen things are going to happen on set that you never in a million years you know i'm mm -hmm. constantly going God, i did not know that could happen okay mm -hmm. so the more prepared you are going into it i i've worked i have had the the absolute luck of working with some of the most amazing DPs. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had one or one or two that I probably should have gone a different direction. But for me, the DP and I have to be so simpatico. We we go through shot lists. We got we have to be at the point where we can read each other's minds. So when he's like because sometimes video village I can't be in the same room. Mm -hmm. I like to be as close to the actors as possible. I just think that there's a lifeline there. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'll be seen in the room so I have to be outside the room and he's in the room. Mm -hmm. So, um, like the language has to be so clear that he knows the time it's going to take for him to get a note to me. I like, I have to trust it. Just give him the note, like whatever, like right. give, I trust you enough to give the note. Mm -hmm. Or if he comes to me and says, we got to pivot, you know, this is going to take too long to do that flag. We're running out of time. It's going to pour rain. We got to pivot. Then we have to have this language to know, okay, so we're not going to be able to do that jib that we wanted to do. Let's go ahead and just do a ladder camp. Like we have to have that language. Mm -hmm. So to me, the DP and I are like simpatico. So my first AD is the one who keeps me on track because I literally, I mean, four hours will go by and I'm like, Oh, I thought it was 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So he keeps me on track and on schedule and, and alerts me to any situations that might be happening on set that I need to know about. Um, so he's definitely my lifeline. Um, so those, those usually any production i that I do, those are the two positions that I, um, insist on, if not hiring my own, at least having the right of first refusal because they're, yeah. we're all together. Can you give, um, aspiring actors, actresses, um, on how to prepare and what, you know, what the industry or director is expecting versus from what your mm. aspirations are? Because I'm an actor, I like to have that connection mm -hmm. prior to coming on set. At the very least, I like 
to at least be um, with them as they're going through the work so we can run lines or ask questions. I don't rehearse um, in the sense of running. I mean, I'll, it's okay if they want to run lines to me, but I don't like them bringing 100% um, because it's not, to me, it's not a play. And I want to see that 100% happen in the moment between reactions. Mm -hmm. So if they want to get together on lines, that's great. If they want to run lines with me, fine. If they want to like swap out a certain word that they want to talk to me about, great. But really for me, it's about blocking. Um, now I'm also a director that I, I do my camera blocking based on my actors reactions and, and, and um, emotions. Um, not all, not all directors would do that unless, unless it's a very specific, um, I have very specific camera moves in all of my projects. And if you watch a few of mine, you'll see them. Mm -hmm. So unless it's a very specific pro um, camera move that I want to do, um, that's the only time I really, or if there's like a match cut that I have to do or mm -hmm. something that has to relate to something else, I tend to let the emotion drive, mm -hmm. um, where I'm going to put the camera and the blocking. Um, but again, that's just really, I mean, that's going to be so subjective to the project and to the person. Yeah. So, um, but as far as actors, know your lines. I mean, I know it sounds so simple. Right. I know it sounds so simple, but just know your line and be open. Be open because what happens is you say you say the line and it might not match because I can see the whole movie in my brain as far as timeline, but that emotion might not match where I'm going to actually place the scene later. Right. So if I give you um, a note as to change it up a little bit, just be open. Right. Um, even if it might not make sense to you in that moment, trust that the director knows what they're doing hopefully. Um, and if we ask you to do a certain, just to change it up a little bit, just be open to it. And, 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 and so many actors are so concerned that the director won't, um, won't tell them if it's not right. And I'm, I'm like, why would I sacrifice my whole movie, my career, <laughs> right. your career by, by being afraid to tell you that it wasn't, it's not even right or wrong that, that I want a different, like it doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. No. So, mm -hmm. so you have to believe that the director has your best interest in mind and, and the best interest for the film. So if there's a note coming at you, just be open to, to, um, you know, if you feel strongly against it, that absolutely speak. And, and I guarantee you the director will, will give you a reason why, right. um, why they're thinking that way. And then it's going to make sense, but just, just be open, be kind. I'm telling you, I've had, we all talk, casting directors, producers, directors, we all talk. Mm -hmm. So when, when I, I'm looking at two actors and I see this person's credits and I see, oh, that person worked with a friend of mine and I call that person and that person goes, don't ever work with that person. She didn't know her lines or she was awful to the crew oh. or she was always late. We talk. So just show up, do your work, be kind and you'll work more. You just nice. will. Nice. I, I have, in several occasions when I was producing, bumped someone up to an actual position. Like they were so good that I'm like, you know what? I'm bump bump them up. You know, so they're getting class credit, and then I bump them up to a position. They always and I always, um, you know, uh, list them in my credits. So I just again, I think it comes down to really who you are and what you know, how much you want to put into it. But yeah. I do. 
I do think that finding that balance, especially for your health, you know, finding, you know, I do yoga, mm. you know, right, or right. I go and I get a massage or I meditate or something when I'm shooting because I'll forget to eat. I won't sleep well. It's just because you're, you got that adrenaline, you're happy. You're, you know, it's like, it's like being in a new relationship. You right, know, you're just, right. you just can't wait to get to set and do your thing. Yeah, yeah. Leave us with one piece of advice for those coming in, 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 in any capacity and as a producer, writer, director, actor, actress, coming in as an intern, producer, what, what would you give them to just kind of get them through and sustain them from all that you've learned? Um, know your craft and be kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly like, um, and also invest in yourself because mm -hmm. you cannot expect somebody else to invest in you if you're not going to do it yourself. And because mm -hmm. there's a million and one great writers out there, there's a million and one directors and That's actors right. and everybody's got talent. It has nothing to do with talent anymore. But if you don't believe in yourself in the sense that you're going to actually take action, do your own movie, pick up those phone calls, you know, fly out to Sundance do all those things that are going to help you generate those relationships, then how can you expect some stranger to do it for you? Yeah, well, Stasia, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to talk to us. Um, anything that you want to announce or anything that things you're working on we should take a, keep a lookout for or on your upcoming? Uh, a couple. I'm directing two series for Discovery ID. Oh, nice. And then we will see what happens. I mean, I can always give you like email you and give you like a quick update. Yeah, or something, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's always... Okay. Sometimes I don't work for six months, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, wait, where, what day is it? Right, you know? <laughs> right, right, got you. Well, look, um, congratulations on all your success. Thank Much you. continued success, and uh, I can tell it's nothing but uh, great things ahead for you just by just talking oh, to you. Thank so. you.